Hello and welcome everyone to the North Davis Podcast, where we have conversations about faith in Jesus, what's going on in our lives, the world around us, and how those things all interact. I'm your host and friendly neighborhood youth minister, Chris. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the show. Hey, North Davis, it has been a few weeks since we have had the chance to record anything. Uh, This interview was actually recorded several weeks ago before Camp Glow in the first full week of June, and you'll hear us reference that as we recorded this interview with our female youth intern, Taryn Miller, right before we went to camp. And so it's been a few weeks since we've uh, talked to her, since we recorded this interview, Uh, and I'm really excited for you to hear it. I want to make a quick note for anybody who may be listening with sensitive ears. Maybe you have uh, kids in the car, teens in the car. Uh, I would highly recommend the conversation for teenagers. Uh, For your kids who are younger than youth group age, uh, do be discerning. Maybe you want to listen to it first on your own uh, as we are going to cover some mature content. Uh, It's discussed in a very appropriate manner. Uh, It's nothing graphic or overly detailed, um, but it is mature. And so we're going to talk about... Uh, things having to do with um, uh, Taryn's experience uh, w- before uh, really committing her life to Christ as she um, had times where she interacted with drugs, with alcohol, um, uh, sexual relationships with, with men. Um, again, it's, it's discussed in a very mature way, and I think you will hear that. Uh, and so there's, there's no reason to shy away from those kind of conversations. Um, because she talks about it very much as a, a thing that God has rescued her out of and, uh, and realizing that she did have such a, a God-shaped hole in her life uh, as she was trying to find some way to cope with uh, depression and other mental illness battles that you'll get to hear her talk about. Uh, so again, nothing uh, terribly concerning here, but just to be uh, discerning if you do have children with you. Um, but it's just a great conversation. I so appreciate Taryn bringing us this story of her life and everything that she has to say because it's a story absolutely worth telling, uh, and it's an important thing to be able to um, to be able to talk about uh, what really does go on in the world and how sometimes we do uh, make mistakes. We do f- try to fill our lives with things uh, other than God or things that are not healthy for us, and, uh, and I'm so glad we could have this conversation. So I hope you'll enjoy this interview with Taryn. Hey, North Davis, welcome back to the Indie Pod. This is episode, I want to say, eight. That sounds right. Uh, we're actually recording this uh, early, though, just like last week's episode with Gabe, which we recorded all of like five minutes ago. We're recording this early because we're getting ready to go to camp. So on Sunday, uh, Taryn and I, who is in the studio, also known as my office, Taryn and I will be headed with uh, Summer and with Kelby, our summer intern for children, and 44-ish other people going to Camp Glow. It's pretty exciting, y'all. We have not had a large group of people doing things together Yes, I so long. It's been Yeah, exactly I graduated high school in 2017. Since we've done anything like this. And it's Odessa exciting. High School. Uh, so we're recording yes, this episode so ahead of time. The other one. Uh, so it'll be released Friday Night Lights. Um, as we are at camp. Because the, loser the week after Glow, <laughs> then we go to camp. Um, but that is the yeah, summer so of youth ministry, folks. It's, oh, look, I just got back from camp. I what are you going to do now? I went to DBU camp. my first semester, which is so, Dallas Baptist uh, University. Yeah. Taryn, and you I did one semester there, realized I could not afford case, college, like. and then moved yeah, back I know. to <laughs> Odessa, Introducing took you. a semester um, off of college, for most people that listen to our podcast, and saved up for a mission trip, and then I went on a mission trip to Ireland, and then so um, this is going to be a lot of new information about Decided that I wanted to go back to college, um, unique moved in, in with that, my grandparents, and, who... Um, had just this recently kind of moved just, to Lubbock. At least from my perspective, went to Wayland Baptist University. We did University. not find a particularly great female candidate. Well, for the, the main youth campus is in Plainview, which is like 45, 30, 45 and minutes so away from Lubbock. Like but April they do have a Lubbock like campus. Sat down and campus. had an interview. It's only night school. It's 
it was late game. It's mainly like <laughs> yeah, I, I don't yeah, want to like and, and, target and it was like very older much folks. Like, but you know, like talked, it's uh, on it's the what it's will be, by the time it's released yeah, it's, last week's podcast. It, yeah, it's game, the it's we the people who like can't work who can't go to school during the day because they have jobs and kids right? and stuff, and so they go to class at night. Didn't know it existed, um, right? Because which worked out for me because I got to like work. The unique things about your story I was able to pay my tuition and stuff. You are now at and so I was there for a year, and then I went to Christ for the Nations Institute over in yeah. So give us that story you yeah. started out and did that for a year DVD. then covid hit that was your first and place had to move back to lubbock and then i was just like you know what i'm just From gonna stay here i'm gonna finish my Odessa. degree that's right and i'm gonna go to lcu so so this past fall of 20 was your first semester right <laughs> yes okay. yeah No, I have. I do not know yeah, her. It makes sense with it being your first year. It makes sense. She, she was graduated with her husband. Finished up her school. She works out there. Wow. Um, one of the other things that was kind of unique uh, about your story, and again, we uh, connected kind of late game as far as hiring yeah. interns. We just, uh, from, from my perspective, we just haven't found a particularly. Uh, and Wayland is in. Um, so we're still scrambling. Love it. Okay. It's for professionals, working working professionals. Yeah. It was actually so I was talking to my small group leader. We have small groups on Fridays, um, just. I don't know why, but we have small groups on Fridays at LCU, and um, I was talking to my small group professor after our small group session Mm. um, outside of the Bible professor's, like, offices, like, outside of that office, and I was like, I I didn't know that I was, it was highly suggested to do an internship. Fall of 20 was your first semester there? So this is all new to me, yeah, and he was like, yeah, well, you know, it's kind of late, and I was like, yeah, you know, but I I would like to stay in Lubbock if possible, and he was like, well, all of them are pretty much taken, and I was like, okay, that's fine, and then one of the, yeah, it makes sense with it one of the ladies in the office, like, peeked her head out of the corner and was like, I know a children's minister in Dallas which would be summer um, who um, one of the other things that their church is looking for a female uh, intern story. And, and again you know, we, if you're uh, interested in kind of like late game as far as hiring interns we just then you can reach uh, out from, to them from my and perspective, I was like yeah sure a particularly, you know and Kelby uh, was in fit Kelby was in some um, of my she was in so my New Testament class uh, this semester very and so of the idea of doing a summer with just one intern but it's not our goal uh, especially in no, of, I did not. Uh, she just said that now, um, she was like, I think somebody in your class is is an intern there, and I was like, oh, like who is it? And she's like, Kelby, and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, like cool. We wouldn't have one, and then summer maybe reached out. Yeah, she's. I don't remember what the original connection was. Well, going into sophomore year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, just trying to figure out what I want to do. Like, right. I have no idea. Right. Adulting is hard. Baptist, yeah. Yes. Right, first year in the program, you wouldn't yes. know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... And, yeah, I like wasn't raised in the church and so whenever I did start going to church right. in high school um I had kind of decided that like I wanted to make it a priority to um have like a better relationship with God and I figured like the only way to like do that was to make sure I was like surrounding myself with like good like Christian mentors and like people with like similar interests and things like that and like having like a structured routine that involved like you know, being a Christian, you know, like, you know, yeah. your chapels and stuff like that it was just like being like, like having a routine and making sure that I was like making it a priority. Yeah, so did you know it was really hard for me to do that Davis, in high school? You know so I was that like, that I need to get into like, I need to have somewhere that I have a routine to go into. Uh, so mm. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Rabbit yeah, trail? so Kelby, our children's ministry intern. One uh, of them. <laughs> she just finished her freshman year there. Okay, very cool. Um, so yes, right, very cool. Um, yeah, so 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 bouncing around yeah, a few different schools because of after my COVID, year. finances, everything else, um, which probably is more common than I'm giving it credit for, honestly, that people change schools. And right, right. All of those, though, so Dallas Baptist, of course, mm-hmm. um, Wayland, yeah. Christ for the Nations Institute, you mentioned. like So all Christian schools and organizations, um, so that was a priority for you. Yeah, so starting out, like, at DBU, um, Wayland, we didn't have chapel because, um, obviously, it was, like, a smaller, like, night school. So, um, but at DBU, we did have to have chapel credits. And so, um, like, we had to go Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings. Right. Um, and, honestly, I found it kind of annoying mm-hmm. <laughs> at first just because, like, I was like, oh, like, I'm being forced to go do this, and I don't right. want to be forced to have to, like go and like worship you know like mm-hmm. which later became like a discipline that i've like gotten really used to sure. which i'm actually thankful for but i did not like it at first and then of course like wayland we didn't have chapel I, and so then quick side trail um lcu we side now have chapel credits because of covid we have restrictions and so we can only go like <laughs> one day a week on the chapel note, as somebody who yes, went to a Christian which school is as well, absolutely um, fine with so me you because not raising the church, came to Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah, as it's a because like high um, is that what you said? Like having okay, that, just like that one time of chapel. You know, like I don't live on campus, bit. and so it's like, um, oh my gosh, but as somebody I have not to get raised in the church, go I feel like forty-five so minutes earlier to campus than like what I normally do, so I can go to chapel and get these credits, or I'm going to have to pay. Christian a fee and, and i think i would yes yeah you if you do not get like so many chapel credits they fine you which is a huge insensitive like to like have to, to go to chapel oppressive to um, be helpful what was your what was your experience and, and covid may have even affected those uh, things it made them more or less interesting i don't know yeah it's paying your dues you know, tithes and offerings <laughs> um yeah, the yeah, but and then yeah. like over at Christ for the Nations Institute, like we had chapel every single morning and it was so yes, it was mandatory. You still have to have like your chapel credits, you know, um, but it was so much different than what I've experienced <laughs> at LCU and then what I experienced at DBU. Um, just it's like completely different mm-hmm. style of worship mm-hmm. and it's it's an hour of worship. And it's honestly yeah. like that's where I started to learn my discipline in worship. And it was just like having like mm. starting your day off with just like worshiping like your creator and just you know and it honestly is such a good way to start your day <laughs> you know yeah so you had to get less than you normally would right okay <laughs> yeah. i imagine that's true of most people yeah for sure because i mean like I think worship is like a super important part of like uh, being a Christian. Like, you know, that is like saying mm-hmm. you're like, thank, like, thank you. Like just like worshiping, like somebody who does so much for me on the daily and like, so yeah. like someone who's brought me out of like so much like pain and suffering and stuff like that. And, um, they find it's just like taking that time okay. to take like the attention <laughs> off myself and like put it on God, okay. but making it like, like a discipline because like I'm, I tend to be very like, I wonder like, if we could institute um, that at the church uh, level. Like self, I, w- I wouldn't say self-centered, like you haven't been here for two months, but like so I tend to like focus on like myself <laughs> a little bit more. Like I'm, you know, like, yeah, group. I think, yeah. you know, um, but it's, idea. it's really, it's really like nice to be able to just like, you know, for a, Still for mandatory. just a little while to like, okay stop thinking about like Mm. whatever I'm going through and like things that are like pressing on my mind and just like taking that attention off and just focusing on God and like who he is, Mm. what he has done, what he will do. And just going through like, instead of making it like going through the motions kind of thing, it's like a, Mm. I do this because I am so thankful. Like worship is a reaction to everything God's done, not just like an action that I'm forced to do. Yeah. Yeah. You've used that word twice discipline in relation to chapel and, and, and now worship. Is that how you've grown to see it is, is as a, 
as mm-hmm. a routine to yeah um, that's worth instilling to to start the day like that yeah what? Mm-hmm. I don't feel like we spend a lot of time in Christian circles anymore talking about discipline. Yeah. Doing something as a practice, as a habit, for mm-hmm. the sake of creating sacred rhythms. Yeah. You know, and kind of what I hear you say is doing it as a discipline leads you to eventually to a place where it's it's habitual and it's beneficial for you. Yeah. And I, I've grown to like look at worship as like being something that's super beneficial because when you worship, you tend to have more of like a, a thankful posture, do. like a thankful <laughs> heart. And so whenever you have a it's thankful heart, there's no room to like invite bitterness or like any kind of like negative like feelings. Like your vibe, your vibe is always like good. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like good vibes only. But like, yeah. you know, and then even when it is like uh, like yeah. hard to worship or like I'm like oh like, you know like. I'm behind on my rant. I don't want to worship God today. You know, like whenever things are hard, it's like, I don't really want to worship. But then I think about like, you know, like I, like this is something that I get to do. Like worshiping like God is like an honor that I have. And like, it's something that like, it's, yeah, I don't, That's a really I don't know how to describe it. And like, I love worship. I, I, I love like to just worship, like, you know, in my car and stuff, you know, um, yesterday I, I made a comment people, of like, of, like it, you have to be careful worshiping in your car because Snapchat if you're not like, their you'll phone taking away, sooner like, than like you, you know, intend to, and, and you know, you gotta, you gotta make sure your eyes are open in the car. Versus, you know, there's, there's a book on my bookshelf, uh, Dallas Willard, Spirit of the Disciplines. I don't know if you're familiar with that text. Um, I don't feel like we spend a lot of time in Christian. You can definitely scream and like yell. <laughs> discipline, doing something as a practice, as a habit, for the sake of creating <laughs> sacred rhythms. You know, yeah. and kind of what I hear you saying is, doing it as a discipline leads me to eventually yeah. to a place where it's it's habitual and it's beneficial for me to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Certainly, you don't have to share anything you're not comfortable with, but give us a little bit of that background and, and how you came to know Jesus. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, or I. Um, I really wasn't like raised, like I really wasn't raised in the church, like, uh, in more of like a traditional sense. Like, I think my mom like always tried to like make sure that we knew who Jesus was, (laughs) but it was more of like, oh, like, let's go to this church service, um, on Easter Sunday or like Christmas, you know, um, (laughs) yes, no, I have not. Right. Yeah, I imagine, like, when you pull up to a red light and you see people, like, jamming out in their car, yeah. you know, that's what I'm picturing, and people, like, you know, you can't raise both your hands to oh. you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I mean, I've watched people, you know. Pretty and, much. Like, some um, people get really into, I, I imagine it's my not worship music. My uh, mom had remarried you actually my, see people uh, my, step, my stepdad, car, and so um, at the like time, um, we were going to, to you know, worship, a church, but, or his um, family's church, so people really get into and it, so um, more, more power to them. We, so we would go like every now and you then, you know, I'd go and sit in like daycare. You came to Christ. Ob- I was too life. young, obviously, Not to know so or anything, and then so we went maybe. You've mentioned that several times. Three, four and, times. Uh, it's such like an interesting in total, thing. Like in total, like while they were still together, and then they divorced, so and so we stopped going. And so it was just me, my mom, so and my brother. I figure most people's and, story as far as church goes. So younger. Certainly, yeah. you don't have to share anything and then, you're not comfortable <laughs> with. But funny story, actually. Um, and how you came to like, know Jesus. Two um, years again, later, maybe my than, mom put us in a so Mormon church. church, so oh. we became part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Um, <laughs> yeah, which was super interesting, very different. And so we were part of um, like that for probably like a year, maybe. Um, and then my mom took us out and was like, "Yeah, this this isn't what we wanted." <laughs> and so it 
again, like back to not going to church or anything like that, I ended up moving in with my grandparents. Have you uh, heard the term CEO? Christians? It was actually a breakup that got me in, to go to church. Ministry, we so joke my about first people ever that are CEO Christians. Um, CEO, like in the business world, like that's inspired a really impressive my. Term neighbor to ask me to go to church because I was just like super depressed and like really sad (laughs) and so he was like you know what like you got to get out of the house like so that's what you're describing right is like yeah yeah we were the same age he he went to Permian I went to OHS and so but we were like neighbors and so he was like you gotta you gotta chill like (laughs) you're crying all the time Oh yeah, no, we were we were pretty close. Like we oh, hung out, yeah. yeah. Like we hung out quite often, and he would have his church friends over, and mm-hmm. like you know they would just like hang out, and they would invite me to hang out, and I'd be like, eh, whatever. Like I'm okay. Um, okay. Not really, and I think it's because like uh, mm-hmm. whenever if you know anything about like Odessa, Older, OHS younger. and Permian, okay. you know, are rivals, and so. And then me, like, looking at a bunch of, like, Permian people coming over. Like, I didn't really like Permian at the time, <laughs> obviously. Oh. Yeah, they were kind of like, you know, like, the, the, these are the snobby <laughs> kids of okay. Odessa. And I was like, I'm not a part of that, so I don't want to go. Yeah, yeah, it kind of kind of sucks. A little, you know, a little high school a little immature. But it's okay. Kay. Here we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's like, church. Yes. Uh, I. <laughs> so we were. <laughs> it actually wasn't really that. It was like whatever, kind of. It was. I remember, like, my boyfriend breaking up with me age? at the time, like and a, I okay, called so another him. Teenager. He was on his way back from church camp. Uh, I called my friend. Yes, neighbor friend. And they were actually on their way back from church camp. Did Um, you have enough of a relationship? And so I called him and I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, like he broke up with me. Like, I'm so sad and everything. And he was like, okay, well, I'll be back soon. You know, we can talk about it then. And then he got back and was like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, (laughs) You know, just like not your people or. Yeah, he's like, I don't know. Rivals. Yeah, but yeah, and so I mean, he tried his best, you know, to like include me, like Im- invite me over, and like hang yeah, out with me and stuff. Um, but one morning he was like, hey, like come over, like my mom made pancakes, oh, yeah. you know, and one of his um, like football Arlington buddies was over who went to the same church. And, uh, we went over so and we had these like yeah, ginormous pancakes that had like everything. He sure. It was kind of like like okay. everything in the but kitchen sink, everything but the kitchen sink, like really ice cream kind of thing, breakup, but with a, pancakes. A and so it was just like deal. a whole bunch of candy so he's like, like mixed in with pancakes. Do you remember how that conversation went? Like what words? Yeah, you, I'm just trying to imagine. Like we have an e- opportunity to learn. Yes, from a everything, true just everything is like, lots of chocolate, lots of like M and M's, whipped cream on top, chocolate syrup all. <laughs> so good, yeah. <laughs> but I always think about those pancakes, and I'm like, if I would not have eaten those pancakes, gone over to eat those pancakes, boyfriend or I friend? wouldn't have been invited to church. You know, probably. Okay. Well, I probably would have been, yes. but you know, like. Yeah, and then they were just like, um, you know, like, we have youth group tonight. Like, if you're down to go, um, it's summer, so, like, we're not talking about, like, Jesus, really. Um, <laughs> we, we actually, they were watching the Lego movie that night. The Lego movie Said had just come out. 15 to and so we watched the Lego movie, and I, you know, I got emotions. to know, like, some of the people in the youth group. Ever. and um they were uh, actually nice. They weren't I snobby rich know. kids that I'm I thought sorry, they were. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. So Crazy that, no you know, my yeah, so ideas about people would be wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but You're being generous. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but no, and then they were great. And so uh, I just started going and I went on my own. Uh, I had my car at the time. I had just gotten my license and stuff. So I drove myself to church, um, went by myself and just tried to learn about Jesus the best I could by myself. Mm, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. 
like uh, I imagine like elf, like that kind of meal, yeah. you know, where it's like candy corns, candy canes, candy, you know, mm-hmm. syrup, and yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I want chocolate pancakes. Mm. Yeah, it was definitely a Christ so coming to me thing because um, it was super gradual. Um, I remember like going and like it being kind of like I definitely remember like the first like yeah. sermon thing that we talked about when like you know the school year started to kick back up and we were going into normal youth group times. <laughs> it's summer, um, it so you know, guarding we're just your hanging. heart. And um, at that time, like I that was like the first thing that I remembered like learning like biblical like principle I guess was to guard your heart just because like I am such like an emotional person and I wear my heart on my sleeve quite yeah. often so I've been told um and oh, and so figure. like hearing that message and then like having like the picture of like like God holding right, like yeah. my little fragile never heart to like in his hands um that's when it started to become more real to me I think <laughs> um just because like I was like oh like old jc like cares about me you know cool like he's not some dude looking down as i've been told because like you know like in the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints um they don't really have that like outlook on jesus so yeah um and then i was too so young to really know who jesus was when i was at the very first church i went to so i had no concept and so hearing about this like you know, god who really cares about me and isn't just like somebody some looking down like at me um, was like super different and it was like moments, super cool to like, know, it's like hear that and it was like very like comforting and so then I started to like feel the love of go and then obviously you know way. like church camp is like um, an amazing was it, was it like experience for high school experience? students like what do you uh, think apparently of as so I've heard <laughs> Christ or Christ coming to you yeah um we called it Jesus high yeah um and so you know I'd have my little camp moments loved going to camp it was great um had my little Jesus high moments and was like I'm gonna come back and change the world um yeah (laughs) a week later I was like doing whatever I was doing beforehand um but at the time like in high school like I was really only going to church because I had a crush on a guy to be honest (laughs) yeah um but I had like this yeah (laughs) yeah but like it kept me going to church you know like and I was like listen (laughs) I was listening to this I was listening to like my youth pastor like talk to us and I was like taking in some of the information um but the only reason I was really there was (laughs) to like hopefully have this like boy like me (laughs) it was like oh she goes to church I go to church we're getting married (laughs) whatever (laughs) um yeah, and then so I decided to go to DBU because, you know, I was like, you know, I actually do want to take this seriously. Um, right. St- still didn't really take it seriously. Um, moved back to Odessa, like I was saying. Uh, got into a lot of trouble, actually. Um, yeah. Just, like, you know, hanging around the wrong people, getting in the wrong, like, getting into the wrong things. Um a lot of like heartbreak and like more stuff involved with that and then um finding ways to like fill those like empty voids and things like that like i was very into like partying and like like just a lot of really bad things and so i was just you know kind of like on my own again sort of it was kind of like i was like well like i tried the jesus thing didn't work so i'm not worth it i guess um, and right. then ended up going to Christ for the Nations. Um, and I think that's where. I think most of us have been there. So not even another. like cute, cute girl, two cute years boy, ago, I guess, was when I finally, somewhere. it finally clicked. Youth that like for romance. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was like all of like in a moment, um, but it was just like lots of little moments right. of like God revealing himself to me yeah, as like a father yeah. and then God revealing himself to me as <laughs> yeah, a friend obviously. and then God revealing himself to me as my first love and just like all of these different attributes of who God was and then like putting them together and realizing that like he's like a full picture. He's like everything mm. I could want and everything I've been lacking all in one thing and so like it was like 
this is what I've been missing. Like while I've been like filling like all of these little holes with people or like, you know, like, like drugs or alcohol or whatever I was doing like in high school and then up to going to CFNI. Um, like I finally had something that was solid and that was yeah. like steady. And so having like coming to that realization, I was like, like, this is, this is what I want to do. And so this is where I'm going to stay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. From talking to you, you make it sound like there was something transcendent maybe is the word to use yeah. that ha- that you feel like happened there um so mm-hmm. what was it Yeah, I mean, like, I think looking back at it now, I realized that, right. you know, whenever you are in the, um, whenever you are stuck in like this, what I call like a, my rebellion mm-hmm. phase mm-hmm. of like, um, you know, trying all of yeah. these stu- substances and like it's going so to parties yeah, and like, I, I, you know, having like, like being part of like the hookup culture and stuff like that. You realize that like all of these things that you're searching for are only like temporary. And so you just get that like little temporary fix or the temporary high or whatever. And so, and soon it's just going to like go away and then you have to do it again. You have to find the next thing. um, and Ultimately, so I look at it, uh, I look back now and just realized that, that word, like, I feel like to, to describe your, I was uh, trying to, of, you know, you talked about you know, searching for things something to fill that the, like couldn't the be void, the emptiness, you know, sort of I like, I don't think uh, anybody would wish that on somebody they cared about. Yeah. Um, and like, no, there, there's like a philosopher. I don't know what philosopher it is. I would love to hear you just kind of offer um, But a he was like, he actually is an atheist and he was like saying like, we all are like born with like a God shaped hole in our heart. And so, sufficiency in you know, you and, take and a, like, place to an, rest. Uh, like a, like um, an alcohol bottle and you try to shove it in that hole, but of course picture. it's not going to fit because it's not God shaped. You know, how do you, you know, you reflect on whatever it, on it is that you're you were, like doing, um, um, it's not going to fill. There's always going to be like little nooks and crannies where yeah, like to, to the, the emptiness the and the loneliness and the all depression the and the anxiety can like hope that our loved ones never go through. But having, I look back now and I realized like, that's like, that's what I was missing was the fact that I thought I was like doing all these things and it was like helping, but it was only making it worse. Um, and then there was something else I was going to say, but I forgot what it was. <laughs> um, yeah, and you were asking about how, like, where I saw God, like, <laughs> sure. show up in those times. Um, and, like, obviously looking back, I was like, I was like, well, why didn't this work out? Or why didn't this happen? But it was obviously God. Um, definitely, like, in my battle with, like, you know, depression and anxiety, I, like, mm. and I don't know if this would be triggering to anybody in the, yeah, you know, fleeting. audience listening. <laughs> um, but, like, I did, like, try to take my life. And so um, not having that, like, work work right. out the way that, like, I thought I wanted it to and having, like, you know, God, like, save me from that and, like, not not have me obviously lose my life. That's obviously a big place where I see God. Like, you know, it's like, it was like, you know, this wasn't like supposed to happen to you. And like, you have so much to like look forward to that. Like, I'm not letting this like work out, you know? And then obviously like, there's so many like relationships and friendships that I've lost along the way that I was so upset about Mm. losing. Yeah. I've heard that um, at the time, but I look back now and I'm like, well, like that person like wouldn't have, like benefited me where I am now. And like that person like Mm -hmm. wasn't really directing me into a path of like following God. It was more the other direction. And so those are just like a few places where like I look back now and I'm like, Oh, that's, that's where God was. So when I didn't think that I knew who he was or anything, like he was obviously there. So 
That's okay. Hopefully it'll come back to you. Yeah, right. that was actually in middle school. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. The depression and stuff. Yeah, it's, I, I literally cannot, like, I think about it kind of often. I cannot, like, look back and, like, pinpoint, like, where it started or, like, what would have triggered it or something. It's just kind of something that I've always, like, there. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it was my eighth grade year I think um and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like nobody knew I didn't tell anyone it was just kind of like oh didn't work don't want to tell anyone (laughs) like yeah yeah um and so I continued just to battle with like my like depression and like self-harm and everything like that up until like for about another like year, year and a half, yeah. probably. And then I finally um, came to my grandparents and I was like, hey, like, yeah. like it was kind of starting to get where I was like, I was like starting to get back to the point of like, I'm like about to like yeah, try again, like now. if I don't get help. And so I yeah. went to so my grandparents I and I was like, hey, like, like I'm struggling, like I, anything. like I'm hurting. Um, and so they put me in therapy. You about that um, unsuccessful honestly it didn't really help much (laughs) at the time um so i did end up getting out um and then around this time was when i got my first boyfriend and then that leads back up into like we broke up and then i went to church (laughs) yeah oh wow okay so you've had a lifetime worth you're you in many ways you have not known a life without vulnerability is great and the depression yeah Mm. Sure. That's just always been your reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like there's a sense of shame around it. Yeah, and you know, yeah. How do you see those things fitting together? Because yeah, the message that I would never want to share with someone is that come to Jesus because He'll fix you. Yeah. No. Oh my gosh. And like I was thinking about that when you were asking about like you know where I was like the timeline of everything, and it's kind of like I never want to like. I never want to like stand up in front of a class okay. or yes. like on a stage or something like that yeah. and be like, okay. I have yeah. everything completely figured out and wow. I am completely okay. perfect and I'm completely okay. And, again, and I, God I so fixed everything. Your, your transparency it, and being it's just, to it's share. not true. And like, it, you it know, really with is. like and, depression and, and anxiety and like any kind of mental health issue that you struggle with, like it's something like in your brain, it's like a chemical imbalance. And so it's not necessarily something that can just be like fixed like that. It takes time and it's a process. Same with like getting over like a sin struggle or a temptation or something like it's not gonna just like change it can i totally believe that like miracles happen and things like that but um it for the most part it's not something that just like changes like overnight so you have to really be patient and go through the healing process and just what would you want to trust that like you're going to come out on top and um i think one of like the biggest things like about like a semester ago i was diagnosed with bpd which is borderline personality disorder and which is that reality a very clear sign of where the depression and the anxiety fall in and like why I like kind of like have Christ those like triggers and like and things like that. And so authentic divine love. Uh, I, once I got still, that, that like diagnosis, you know, it kind of like set me back a little bit and, and, and I definitely health. had like a huge like um, point of like relapse just because like it was like, oh, like, oh my gosh, like I'm, uh, I'm like the, messed the up and like I have like all of these issues going on and it was like really overwhelming for me to like kind of take in. But 
once like I think like I got to like the end of like my spiral kind of um I was like okay I've been here before like I've been at rock bottom before and I know Mm, that I can get out again but I have to do it like with God this time and so it was like at that time like I just like sat on my floor and I just like just cried out to God and I was like I like like Holy Spirit like please intervene in this like mental illness that I have and show me like where my triggers are show me how to like overcome like when I'm having like a panic attack or things like that and so and it's really crazy like because I Holy Spirit is kind of like it's kind of like uh it's like you have like a door, you know, like you have like your pizza delivery guy, you know, and he comes right. and he's knocking, but you're not going to invite your pizza delivery guy in, you know, you just, you know, you get like you get your pizza and then you take the pizza inside. <laughs> um, I actually don't know either, <laughs> but <laughs> this is like, this is how my brain is going. <laughs> that Very similar. Pizza's good for sure. the soul and so is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> um. But yeah, so you're not usually going to invite like a, you know, a a pizza guy in. Yeah. Um, But like when Holy Spirit Mm. comes in, like knocks at your door, like, like he's not going to force his way like in, like he's not going to force his way into your Mm. door. Like he respects that. Like, this is like, you know, your, your kind of like your sanctuary, like your house. But when you invite him in, that's when things can change. And like, that's when things like start to like go it's like an interior designer like (laughs) (laughs) holy spirit is an interior designer (laughs) and like once you once you invite him in you know he can tell you like oh like the couch would look better here or like oh you should get these lights here you know like and he kind of just like pinpoints these little things and like obviously like he's not gonna like do something that like you haven't invited him into like oh saying that i've always loved is like you know god Mm -hmm. can't help fix like what you pretend to be and so, like, if you're pretending to be okay and you're pretending to have everything, like, all figured out, like, you're hiding, like, anything that's, like, bothering you. And, like, God can't, God can't fix that. Like, God can't get inside those dark parts. And, like, you know, like, he could. But, like, he wants the relationship. He wants to have that okay. invitation to, like, help you out. And so when I invited, you know, God, yeah. Sure. Uh, no. And, like, because, like, like, okay. he, so like, he wants that relationship. Like, he's not, like, we're not, like, robots, you know. Right. So like, free will. <laughs> cool. It's great, is, you know. Is, but is the Holy Spirit pizza? Like whenever you are able to like invite him in and like have preach. that like relationship, like because that's all that he wants. And so whenever you invite him in, like there's that opportunity to grow in relationship with God. I don't. So, sure. Sure. Um, once I invited like God into like my my mental health issues and like what I was going through, like that's when things started to change. Mm, and again, mm. like. I still like, you know, have my moments of like depression. I still have my moment, like my panic attacks and, you know, like I still get down mm. and like sometimes like my yeah. BPD brain like takes over and it's like really hard for me to like come out of that. But it's been so much easier <laughs> okay. to handle okay. with God. Um, yeah. It's evolving. I can't it's good. remember. There's like a, there's like a quote or something that like I've, I've also heard yeah. before and it was just kind of like, um, right. Like with God, like, with God, like, we can't promise that the storm is not mm. going to come, but we can, like, pro- like, but God promises that he's going to be with us, like, there. And yeah, so... Said another way, uh, maybe not exactly the same way, but some sure. way. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, God's not an invader. He's not kicking any doors down yeah. for mm-hmm. yeah right right Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah. I just want to like side note like you saying unique really speaks to my like enneagram four mentality because yeah, like said another way yeah great um, way because yeah, exactly I'm just like yes I'm unique I stand out woo yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus on the boat with the disciples right and he calms the storm and so there's this kind of idea where you know sometimes God lets the storm rage while he quiets the child mm-hmm. instead of quieting the storm you know and I, there's a better way to say that but like you know instead of calming the storm sometimes God Yes. us in the boat and um, um, the storm you know kind of your your interior designer metaphor right like your house is still your house like this this body this brain that you have that's the one that you were given and so the cracks you know in the foundation that exists like the interior designer is not there to to take those away even though we fully believe god yeah. <laughs> could perform the miracle of removing that from our lives just like we do when we talk to somebody who's diagnosed with a disease or with cancer could god miraculously heal this person um of course we believe in that uh, but yeah the bottom line is statistically speaking at least most of the time he doesn't and so what does it mean to be in relationship with a god who uh we invite into our brokenness you know and to god do with me what you will in the middle of this reality yeah um man that's it's such a powerful story i like like i said i your story and your kind of background is so uh unique i think Mm -hmm. for for most of us who just yeah oh in a good way or a bad way oh okay yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, I think, uh, you know, I said it earlier that that you know, as a society, um, and, and church included, yeah, we we mm-hmm. are growing in awareness of mental health and its intersection with faith, um, and, and with like total body health, right? Like mm-hmm. mind, body, spirit, etc. Um, we're growing in awareness yeah, of that. Yeah, and I think and it's just yet there like are still so many more doors whenever. To open. Whenever you're in terms like, of being I mean, able to talk like, about mental health, there are some things like you have to heal from before you can speak about, and like you have to like get to that point where, of um, being able to. You know, but one thing that like I've learned, because like I like many people, I've all, I used to like deal with like so much shame, you know, like that was kind of where like because you know the enemy no would attack me, like oh, like leaders in you know this is this is your story, you know, like you can't do anything about it, like it made me feel so yeah, made me feel so shameful and everything, but like as I've like learned. Like who God is, and like I've started to uncover so like my identity in Christ, and you know, that's still an ongoing thing. Is also um, the, the just from like with you know everything I've been through in the past, like with my identity, I placed my identity in literally um, anything but God. And so learning to like place my identity in Christ has been you know, like a journey in itself. I, I truly um, in, and I'm you know, still like going is, through that. But uh, or, or the lack of authenticity whenever I've learned that like. Um, you know, you said whenever God, we God's start to, to fix what you're pretending like, to be, hide you know, so parts of our story and who we are, um, requires like, we're kind of like belittling right? like the power um, of like Jesus world, Christ, like, and we're Adam like belittling like seek to clothe themselves the, like all of the things that like God has like done like in my life. And so I think that like by not is, telling people or being open or transparent about like who I am and like where I've come from and like these sin things that I've done, every time we want to not tell the truth about like it's almost like discrediting who God is and like the power that he has and so like i i love the idea of authenticity i love vulnerability like anytime someone's like yeah like my you know my story like has it like i'm just like yes like glorify god like you know like please like speak your truth and like talk about him Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like this is your yeah. identity is broken. And mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I
also like a testament to like you know what god does is not so like we can boast about like where we like where we are like i can't i literally could not be like yeah like i literally cannot say like yeah i i saved myself from whenever i tried to attempt suicide that was that was god (laughs) obviously like there's there's no way that i can take credit for that and so you know that's good back to you know like he's his power is made perfect in our weakness and so yeah it's super cool yeah i think sometimes we can get into the trap of again talking about kind of that that difference between people raised in the church Mm. wow yeah it's so good yeah yeah i feel like that's so scriptural too right like paul talking about like you know this this is a trustworthy saying like he talks about um being a sinner of, of whom i am the chief right he calls himself mm-hmm. like chief of sin basically paul is like i'm the worst right and, and, and he talks about reveling in his weaknesses and like because yeah. i am when i am mm-hmm. weak he is strong and uh, my grace is sufficient for you my power made perfect in weakness like i feel like that's like you're articulating the gospel in a way that we yeah, of course. as a society may have lost sight of to some degree which is go ahead sorry yes there are good guidelines and rules that god has in place that we think bring about flourishing for humans Right. You didn't dig yourself out of your own hole. Yeah. Right. I just figured it out finally. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And I think sometimes we can get into the trap of. Um, like again talking about kind of that that difference between people raised in the church versus somebody like mm-hmm. yourself that's not really sometimes for us church folks we get caught and i'm very much like this uh, my brain tends to think in black and white yeah. you're 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 you either agree with me or you're wrong and it, like you know yes. uh, it's so easy like i would have looked at somebody like you in high school and i would have judged them so hard like i was such a judgy person i still lean that way i have to really work hard against that um, can't believe it was an hour propensity because so much of church going and being a Christian has become a list of do's and don'ts. Yeah. <laughs> and when you're raised in the church, the expectation is that you like definitely know that you never stray. Don't hang out with people that don't abide by those rules and wear the right, you know, amount of clothing and um, don't do anything or smoke anything or drink anything, or, you know, and certainly there are reasons to have good rules in place. And God is not a God who says there are no boundaries, there are no rules, but um, to have balance and, and to say, um, yes, there are good guidelines and, and rules that God has in place that we think bring about flourishing for humans, right? Like like be faithful to your spouse, for example. Um, but at the same time, to celebrate yeah. recovery. So I started sin, out as you know, a elementary like major so easy through six i was going to be a teacher how, and know, teach how much teach we little, can't wait to teach tell little babies going to hell for all the um, bad things they did you know that we that was not a, a smart move i realized that i don't have them. enough patience for um the little yeah, ones as you know, i had hoped to um and then so i with my you know, you know mental health background and stuff like that i was like i'm gonna be a psychologist and i'm going to counsel people and i'm going to help people come out of like depression and anxiety and i'm going to like be able to like walk alongside them and stuff Um, and that is like where i was like pretty Um, much well let's find a good stopping point here and then i went to christ for the nations institute uh, really cool and and i I think like there was like at one point it's the fun thing about recording a camp in high school where they were like asking and they were like you know doing like kind of like an altar call kind of thing and was like you know if you feel called to like ministry like would you stand up we want to pray for you Specific to and talking I think, to you and I and stood up last week. I uh, to my kind of finish with year, a youth ministry perspective camp. question. And I was like, you know, um, I kind of feel like I want to go into ministry. I don't know what that uh, looks like, settled on but like, I think I always like, degree had this, at Lubbock like, Christian. Uh, you talked you to know, like, early on about college and you know, not sure what you wanted to do and everything, and, like, but now you feel called in this direction. So just kind of land this conversation but again there, like i went into um, teaching and then i went to psychology and then ministry, i went to christ for the nations and then you want to pursue a, a that, career um, 
that and memory like popped back up and I was like, future, you know, I think I've um, always wanted to do ministry. I just uh, to this place didn't think that like I, you know, at that time, I think what was holding me back was like, I didn't think that mm-hmm. I was good enough. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, I have, yeah, I have like all of this like baggage and all of this, like, you know, sin that I've been like covering up and like, you know, dealing with, like, I can't, I can't <laughs> go into ministry. Like I, I can't teach like okay. kids. Like I can't teach sure. teens. Um, I'm exactly what like they tell their kids to stay away from. <laughs> um, but, and okay. just like through this whole process of like, you know, learning my identity in Christ, you know, obviously like none of that's true. And like, I can still be used like some of like the worst people in the Bible were used, you know, Paul, great example, you know, but, um, I decided that I wanted to go into ministry when I was at, um, CFNI and I decided I wanted to go into youth ministry because, uh, like going to high school, I, I don't think that Mm -hmm. I was taught enough about the things that I was actually struggling with, like mental health and, you know, the whole purity culture thing and like, you know, staying, you know, pure before marriage and things like that. And that wasn't taught to me in like a loving way. And so once I had done these things and I had committed these sins, I was like, you know, I was so shameful and I was like, I, like, I can't, I'm not good for anything. Like I'm completely used up. I'm dirty. Mm -hmm. And like, nobody told me, like taught me like what to do, like out of that. They were like, you know, don't do this, but they never told you the why. And so I want to go into youth ministry because I want to be able Mm. to like teach kids the why. Like I want to like, I want to like help them like understand their identity in Christ and like find out who they really are and like how much like right. a God like a loves them and cherishes them. And you know, it, I, I've all, I think, I, th- yeah. I think personally as I've like come to mm-hmm. like go into youth ministry a little bit, right. um, the younger generation has like s- so much, like, I think there's so right, much potential right. yeah. in our, in the younger generation and like coming up like, you know, Gen, Gen Z, is that what we are on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A- am I Gen Z? I thought I was millennial. Maybe. For sure. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I'm in the middle. Right there. Barely, barely there. But, you know, I think that there's so much, like, a lot of, like, Gen Z, like, shows, like, so much, like, Christ-like character. And it's you kind of mm-hmm. have to dig for it a little bit, you know, if you are only looking at, like, secular culture. Um, but yeah, yeah, you, you, you got to look for it kind of, but whenever you like look at it and you like actually give like, you know, teens and like young adults and like Mm. that kind of like generation, like a chance, like you see that they're so much more empathetic than, you know, like the older generations are, you know? And I think that having that empathy is like, they're, mm. they're learning the love of Christ. And like, that's something that I think is like completely missing from the world. It, like it's, there's such a lack of love yeah. in the world. And I, th- so yeah, I just, I think that there's like so much potential in Gen Z and like, I want to be able yeah. to like walk alongside them and like be a mentor and like teach them and like show them and like lead them like to, to Jesus. And so like they have like a sure following and they know where they're going. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yes, you might actually be Gen Z. You're 22. Well, so you were born in '99. You're probably still millennial. I think '99 may be the cutoff, actually. Like 2000 or 2001 yeah. starts. Yeah. Okay. You, you're you're in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to peel back the layers of like Snapchat and Twitter and like <laughs> the technology. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I really wish that I could like articulate better like the amount of like greatness that like God has done in my life, but like. You know, it's hard to like describe, you know, God sometimes. It's like, you know, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we can do is like, just try. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 Y
Of course, I'm excited to be here. Right on. Yeah, that's awesome. No, that's great. Um, well, I'm really excited to see what uh, what happens. Like I said, we're getting ready. Um, I said on the front end, we're getting ready to go to camp, and um, we're finally kind of done with our planning phase, and we're ready to to execute and do ministry. And, and of course, we've had a few uh, events. I got to know a few people, but. Um, I'm excited to see kind of what this summer has in store. And I uh, just continue to affirm, you know, the transparency you demonstrate. And, and of course, you know, not everybody needs the whole story uh, all the time. Um, but I'm I'm really impressed with the way that you articulate God's role in, in your whole story. And I think there's there's such a gift to our young people to be able to see somebody just a few years older who um, can realize where they've stumbled and realize where God has picked them up. And so I'm really excited to see how you make connections and, and do ministry this summer. Yeah, there is some mysterious element to it, certainly. Yeah. Um, but uh, we try, right? And that's, that's all we're doing. Every time we get together is we're trying to point to a mysterious God who is love and we don't know how much more we can say, <laughs> but we're trying to experience that God of love together. Um, so I just, I appreciate what you bring to the table for us. It's awesome. Very cool. Well, thanks Taryn. And we'll see you guys next week.